Welcome. This is Talking Joy, creating joy, inner peace, and authentic connections. My name is Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and I am founder of lifestyle brand Talking Joy. As a certified spiritual director, I have been leading groups with the power of words, the strength of positivity, and the gift of joy. During our time together, our focus will be on simple spiritual practices that can be applied to your everyday life with the wisdom and support of others. Talking Joy talks to help you realize your value. I am so glad you're here. Simple, joyful, fun. Let's get talking. Sure. Well, Allison, welcome to the Talking Joy podcast. I'm so glad that you're able to join me today from uh, kind of sunny Florida. You're having a little rain and you're away in, in Key West or Key West. Yeah. Key West. So, mm-hmm. um, so thanks for taking the time to, uh, to talk to me about your great work. And I know that a lot of people hopefully will find it very inspiring. You know, I know I have for my own life. Um, you're one of New Jersey's top registered dietitians. And uh, when the pandemic, um, you know, first hit and everybody went into quarantine last winter, um, I found myself like baking cookies and doing all kinds of stuff every day. And then I thought, wait a minute, there's no way that I am going to come out of this pandemic, um, you know, bigger or heavier or feeling badly about my body. Um, And so I gave you a call and you were so enthusiastic and, you know, responded immediately. And we've known each other for a long time. I worked with you years ago and, um, you know, you're a teacher at the bar method, uh, workout studio and summit. And I think we met there originally. Um, and I've taken some of your, your classes and workshops that you've done. And so we have a history, but we also have a personal history because, um, you know, I think we've been journeying together, you know, during the whole pandemic. Um, and the spiritual life obviously is so important to me because I teach spiritual practices. Um, but it encompasses all of your life, you know, caring for the whole person and I felt like that was the one piece that was missing for me. Like when I went back to school and I was studying too hard and I was writing papers and sitting a lot in classes. And I felt like I kind of let go of taking care of my body as much as had, had been important to me before. Um, so I'm so grateful for you for, you know, um, for coming into my life and for all of your wisdom, because you've really got me back on track and, and I really learned a lot. It's really like going to school. Um, so um, tell me a little bit about how you got started on this, on this healthy eating journey. And, and you're so inspiring because you're so passionate about it. Um, and I think that's contagious. So tell me a little bit about that, please. Oh, yeah, well, thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. Um, I'm one so incredibly grateful for you and you know, being able to do this with you and work with you. I mean, you're the inspiring one. So really from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much um, for everything that you do and you offer for, for everyone and for having me do this with you. Yeah. But for, um, let's see, I got started actually growing up. I was not healthy by any means. I mean, I was very, very active. I played gymnastics. I played softball, soccer. I swam. I was very active. And, but my parents, so my mom worked three jobs while I was growing up. My father worked like um, crazy hours, like 60, 80 hours a week. So 
my brother and my sister and I kind of had to fend for ourselves. And we lived a lot on fast food. Given my mom, she she's from Japan. Mm-hmm. And when she first came to the US, she didn't even know how to boil water. <laughs> like the fire department came to our, our apartment <laughs> and she said, I'm just trying to boil water. You know, so we we grew up on like Mondays is Chinese food, Tuesdays is Pizza Hut. Um, you know, Wednesdays, whatever we wanted, we would fry, fry pierogies. She thought that cooking was taking stofers out of the freezer and putting it into the oven. And then Friday, Saturday, Sundays, uh, we would go to my dad's office and we would pick up some McDonald's, Burger King, actually both because, you know, I loved the, um, uh, the French fries from Burger King but I love the fish filet from, from McDonald's. So we had to make both stops. And, you know, I used to go to Taco Bell and like, you know, all these, and Sundays uh, would be, you know, we'd go to friendlies or I hopped, you know, we have like little traditional things like that. So I grew up that way and I was very physically active. So I was able to, to get away with it for a certain amount of time. And, you know, I wouldn't eat breakfast. And if I did, it was Aunt Jemima pancakes. So you just toss them to the microwave and, um, then I went off to college and pause for just a second because I've seen pictures. I've never met your mom, but I've seen (laughs) pictures of you and your mom (laughs) and, and for all working moms, you know, this is really good noticing is that it's so hard to raise a family and it's even harder during the pandemic. And for people who work or nurses, um, you know, long hours and things like that, it's really hard to manage, you know, and, and maybe you can enlighten us as you, as you talk further, but your mom was doing the best she could mm-hmm. and for, and she was using those convenience foods to really just lighten the load if she was working that much and your father wasn't home as much. And so I, you know, I think your mom, would you agree, was doing the best that she could, um, and it's really, I, and maybe you're leading into this, but educating yourself about food and understanding what that does to your body, um, you know, and, and how can we conveniently feed our families better food versus going for those quick, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my mom didn't know, you know, there was nobody, we went to school growing up and we didn't really have nutrition classes on, you know, how to make better choices or eat healthier. Um, and my mom didn't have that either. I mean, she was lucky. She grew up in Japan where it's a lot of vegetables and fresh fish and, uh, you know, fermented foods, green tea, all of these things. So naturally she was healthy and she was small. She was very fit, but, you know, transitioning over to the American diet, she ended up with high cholesterol, you know, pre-diabetes, um, hypertension, all these things that, you know, I'm trying to help her reverse now. But uh, yeah, she, I mean, my parents did everything that they can to provide for us in the best ways. So, um, and it's, you know, looking back, it, it's not, I don't, I don't fault them in any way. Oh, they did the best they can, you know, so I'm grateful. Before, but I was sort of trying to, yeah. um, to insinuate that it's really hard to balance all of that and convenience food seem like that's the easiest thing to do. 
is just, oh, we'll go pick up this real quick. But I'm hoping what you're going to enlighten us with is, is ways that we can still conveniently feed our families, but with healthy nutrition. Oh, absolutely. And you know, we need that because we're all so busy and being healthy and eating healthy doesn't have to, you know, be a full-time job, you know, and there are ways of doing that where, you know, you can still like, you know, go to work, do things with your family, you know, um, everyday tasks that you need to do. Um, so, and that, that's what I, I, I try to help others. And so what was that pivotal moment then for you when you were in college, you were saying? Yeah. So I went off to college and, you know, my freshman year, my first, I was recruited to play softball and my first semester, you know, the freshman 15, it's totally real. <laughs> Sometimes it's like freshman 30, but you know, you're off with your friends, you're meeting new people, you party, you drink too much. And then you realize, okay, you're going down this spiral. You're going out to diners at two or three o'clock in the morning. Uh, your, your food at the, at the college, they offer all these different options that aren't great for you. And I, my coach sat me down and she said, Al, your performance is not great and you're declining. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I need to like get my act um, in play. So, and I also at the same time got a phone call from my dad that he was diagnosed with cancer. So those two things put together like little light bulb and I was like, okay, well, what can I do to make these shifts and to help my family at the same time? Unfortunately, you know, I went uh, where I was going to college for my undergrad, King University, they didn't offer any type of like nutrition degree or anything. So I had to learn about all that stuff on my own. And um, when I did graduate, I realized, okay, nutrition is my passion and that's the direction I want to go. So I, you know, I went for my master's degree. I went um, to dietetics um, to become a dietitian, and now I'm, you know, moving forward and plan to, you know, be uh, plan to complete a doctorate in clinical nutrition as well, so I can further help others. And that's uh, awesome. Yeah, that's that's. So you know, it's 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 really important. Um, you know, as a spiritual practice to look back at your life and see where those moments were, were sort of like a flashlight highlighted something for you. And you were awake enough that you paid attention to it, to the words of, you know, our coaches say things to us, a, a friend, a neighbor, you know, anybody could say something to us at any time and whether we receive it or not. Um, but in your receiving it, it, it catapulted you down the path of, of your, your true passion, you know, the work I feel like you were, you were sent here to do, you know, to inspire and to help others. Um, and, you know, and I see that in, in your enthusiasm and um, just your passion. Like I can text you, this is crazy. I can text you <laughs> any time of day or night with, you know, the silliest or I feel like silly questions and you answer immediately, like thoroughly and with, um, you know, in, in such positivity, you know, it's never like, oh, Pam, you shouldn't eat that. What were you thinking? It's like, no, well, how about you try this? Um, and I, I actually, I log what I eat every day onto an app and then you review it. And it's sort of, um, one of the things that was really important to me was that 
especially at my age, that I'm eating nutrient-dense food, you know, that I want to make sure that I have the right nutrients, like vitamins that are vital for me, you know, in the second half of my life. Um, and to keep up the pace that I keep with, you know, a big family. And um, so anyway, I'll send, you'll, you'll review what I've eaten. And, and one of the things that I love that you do is you'll say, oh, it looked great today. Why don't you add, you know, some beets and some <laughs> turnips and, <laughs> and complete the rainbow um, sort of thing. And I love that because you, you, tr you turn it in a way where I never feel shameful or, oh, I'm not doing it right. Um, and I would have to say that one of the things too, that, um, uh, that was so funny in the beginning. And I was, and I think about this a lot when I'm at the grocery store is that my cart looks so different than it used to. And it wasn't like we were eating Oreos and, and chips, ahoy snacks. I wasn't loading my cart up with those things. I thought I was healthy eating. And I think that that's really where the education from you came in is that I thought what I was eating was healthy. Like I remember saying to you like, oh, well, you know, chopped the salad place. You know, what would you order from there? And you right away, you know, you answer and you send me, you know, a couple options of what you would order. And I said, oh, well, I always got the low calorie dressing. And you know what you said was, it's not about the low calorie dressing, Pam. It's about the nutrients. It's about the value of what you're adding. And I was like, oh, so even just the tweaking those things, um, you know, like I said, my, so anyway, I really got my family involved and it was, you know, during the beginning of the pandemic and we would go to the grocery store and it was like a treasure hunt looking for the things on your list. Cause I, I had never seen them before. It, and it sounds crazy, but it's true. You know, I had, we had a really hard time at first and now I, I there's such an ease about it that I just walk into the store. I know what I need. There's tons of greens and all sorts of things in my cart. I shop a lot more, um, you know, in smaller amounts, um, you know, for the fresh things that you need every day. Um, roasting lots of vegetables and <laughs> so it hasn't been harder I, at all. It's really just been this shift from the way that I was doing it. And I thought that's, I feel like that's the biggest message for me, for anybody listening, for my own experiences that I thought I was eating healthy. And I really like one of my kids who's also working with you said, you know, I feel like I was getting like 20% of the nutrients that I need for the day. And, and I'm trying to get like in that 90% range, um, mm -hmm. high eighties, nineties. So, um, so getting my family involved was a really valuable uh, piece of it. Um, so how do you think that, um, that eating healthy can, uh, can affect people during the quarantine? Yeah. So, I find that whatever we put into our body, you know, we, we get in return. So if you're putting a lot of foods into your body that are processed, not that nutrient dense, you know, we have this mindset like, like, oh, low calorie, can't eat more than a thousand calories, da, da, da. and, you know, people are so worried about that. Your body is missing out on all these important vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, phytochemicals, phytonutrients, the protein, the carbs, the healthy fats, omega-3s, all these things, your body needs it to run efficiently. It's like having a car and never getting an oil change and putting really cheap 
gas in it and expecting it to run perfectly. It's just not going to work, you know, and, and making those, I'm so happy that you mentioned all that because making these shifts, it's like riding a bicycle all over again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be wobbly in the beginning and it takes some practice and you have some guidance and somebody holding your hand and eventually those training wheels fall off and the bike just run, you know, you ride down the street smoothly and you're like, yes, I got this, you know? Um, but it definitely, you know, what, what we consume, you know, you can, you can also see it outwardly how uh, people react um, towards others or even situations. It can create, you know, poor nutrition can create anxiety, depression. Uh, it totally affects your mood and how you feel about yourself, your confidence, and also you know, like your focus. Um, your your brain cannot yeah. function well unless if you feed it the nutrients that it needs and it opens doors for disease and that's why we have hypertension high cholesterol obesity hormonal disruptors um, dysfunction and uh you know alzheimer's dementia you know uh, all these things are, are happening because we're we might think that we're taking care of ourselves but there there's always room for improvement and nutrition is one of the biggest factors in making sure that we live a long, healthy life. Yeah. Um, and I'm so glad you said that because uh, I think during the pandemic, um, and I feel this myself, you know, as much as I do spiritual practices and I really, you know, I have, um, you know, things in place in my arsenal, tools and things like that to kind of ground me. And, you know, my life isn't perfect and I have stressors and I'm worried about all sorts of things that, you know, that everybody else is worried about. Um, and, and what I'm hearing you saying is that what we're eating really affects our mood. Um, it affects how our body functions. It, ex- it, it affects how we feel in our bodies. And all of those things right now are so important to pay attention to given the, the unstableness of the country and of, you know, an election, big election coming up that's stressful for, for almost everyone. And, um, you know, the unknown of going into the winter season with the coronavirus and, you know, and the flu combined and, and, you know, there's just a lot of unknowns out there. And so I think, you know, personally that, I'm so glad that I've been doing this work and that I'm in a place now where I feel comfortable, like my training wheels, I feel like are coming off and feeling, you know, I still need you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a big sister that you call and you're like, did I do this right? Um, but I definitely feel like my, and, and here's the other thing too, as a mom, is that whatever I have in place in my house, like I set the tone for everything. You know, if I want my house to be peaceful, I need to be peaceful. If I want my family to eat well, I need to eat well. And then all of those foods that I originally walked bumping around a big, huge um, Wegman store and same with Costco, you know, I, and, and I was going to get to this, but you have this great video, a day in life of, an, of, uh, of, uh, you know, of a nutritionist. And this is on your YouTube channel. And it's awesome because I sat and watched those videos because then when you go to the store, the the items were recognizable um, to me. 
Um, but anyway, I set the tone. And so, so after bumping around and looking for stuff and tapping a guy of a mask on, I'm like, do you know where, you know, the rev glow bars are? <laughs> I don't know what they like. <laughs> He's like, I've never heard of that. And, um, and then, you know, we would be on this, that's why it was like a treasure hunt trying to find things. But now those items are in my house and everybody's eating them because that's all there is. And so I set the tone for, it, it bleeds out. I guess what I'm getting at is that there's sort of this ripple effect that happens. Um, and I'm sure you see that in your own life, um, you know, with, with the people that you live with and are surrounded by is that you cook the food. I see you cooking it on all your videos mm. and then others are eating it. So you're, I think that, um, you know, as po uh, post holders for our families or for, for our loved ones, that there, there is this sort of this ripple effect of if, if I sign up to do it, then, you know, then everybody else benefits from it. Oh, absolutely. 100%. I mean, I've been teaching my mom and my dad, like how to, how to eat healthier. And they're like, wow, like we had no idea. And, you know, my mom would tell me, like, I'm so sorry, we, we didn't do this, you know, while you're growing up, but, you know, they, they just didn't know. Um, even, you know, my, my friends and family, they, they benefit and uh, which I'm so grateful that, you know, they take that on and, and they listen with open ears. And, um, you know, in the beginning, my sister was like, no soda in the house. Really, Allison? I'm like, yes, really. No, no soda. Oh, my change. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's the thing, you know, change is scary, but change leads to growth, you know? So, um, and I almost feel like listening to your story, Allison, if you hadn't had the experience that you had as a child with eating a lot of fast food and, and having that coach say that to you, it almost, I almost wonder if you would have been catapulted, you know, forward into this work that it's, I feel like it's a blessing, you know, that, that you had that experience because it's almost like, um, um, you know, an alcoholic. And I, I, I mean this, you know, just in, I just interviewed somebody who was an alcoholic, but an alcoholic doesn't want to get advice from somebody who wasn't an alcoholic. And so somebody who's a healthy eater, perhaps knows that you know what it felt like in your body before you knew what that convenience food did to you. And you saw the shift when you switched over. And I think that, um, know that maybe that's where some of your enthusiasm comes from like you know how you you, you can tell that you feel good um, yeah. oh I feel like a, a totally different person from from when I was you know 15 years ago to you know what I am now um, at 32 but just because I was diagnosed with anxiety when I was 13 and yes I attribute it to the poor diet but also just living in an area that was like, go, go, go. You have all this pressure. And, you know, I, I actually grew up being picked on um, at school. Like I was picked on so much to the point where I came home crying every day for a year. And I begged my parents to transfer schools. And they finally did because they saw how, how bad it was. Um, and I took all these experiences that I had in my life. And yeah, I could have sulked about it. I could have let it ruin me and drown me. 
But I was like, you know what? I'm using every little one of these experiences that happened to me. I'm going to turn it around and use it in my favor and allow it to help me grow into a person that I want to be. So, you know. Um, and how are you able to do that? Yeah. It, it took a lot, actually. So when I, when I was diagnosed with anxiety at 13, it was around the time when I was being picked on and bullied. And, you know, I went to a doctor and the doctor wanted to prescribe Xanax. And I, I was actually getting really, really bad migraines to the point where I like, couldn't function. I couldn't get out of bed. So I had a neurologist who wants to prescribe other medication. That actually, it was so strong, it made me pass out in school. Uh, and my dad was like, okay, you know what? No medication. You're doing yoga. I was like, yoga? Are you kidding? And here I am, 32, 19 years later, still doing yoga, you know, mm-hmm. at least four to five times. Yeah, and it helps to control my, my stress and anxiety because I still do feel those things. However, I do also find that diet has completely, completely changed that as well. And if I found that I became so grateful for every single moment, every single day, every single um, thing that happens to me in my life, whether it's good, bad, ugly, sad, whatever it may be, all these experiences happen for a reason. And I, you know, I take all, all of these things and, you know, I, I try to help educate others, like even when I'm teaching them about nutrition, like, you know, just accept what's happening. It's okay. Nothing bad is going to happen and use this as something that you can use to help grow you, to teach you. It and like you used we, it as a fuel, it, that's what I'm hearing. You used past, you know, experiences that weren't pleasant as fuel to put, to, to move you forward. And, and I'm, I'm hearing that you're also offering that to other people. Yeah. You know, so again, like see how our past experiences, if we use them for the positive, um, you know, then they, then they bless, it blesses others. Um, tell me, tell me a little bit about your work, um, at the hospital. Um, you work at a huge, a big hospital and, you know, you have a big job of, of helping people that are really sick, um, uh, you know, helping them with their nutrition, So I cover the oncology unit. I also cover the medical surgical floors and um, sometimes I cover the ICU and um, critical care units. So I see all different kinds of patients and Pam, let me tell you, there are so many days I leave the hospital, like stressed, anxious, and so sad that these people are going through what they are going through. So I try to do everything I can to the best of my ability to help them in every which way I can. And it's an inner city hospital. So, you know, working in Jersey city, the, the types of patients that I see are totally different from my private practice clientele. So, and I'm so grateful for, for both sides of it. I feel like that allows me to become a better dietitian because I work with, with all sides, because, you know, growing up, I, you know, there were periods of time where we couldn't afford food and we lived off of canned goods, you know? So I, I totally understand, you know, from, from and, both and sides. And, and that's kind of one of the reasons I brought up your hospital work. I, first of all, it gives you in, in credit, an enormous amount of credibility, which I don't think you need, but the fact that you work at a hospital with, you know, patients that are, um, you know, really sick, is uh, I think is incredible, and 
I think the contrast is that I called you and seeked out to you. There wasn't an emergency, but there was like, oh, I need to change. I want to shift. I, you know, I want to take better care of myself versus somebody who is in the hospital and sick and really doesn't have that option. Um, how do you see nutrition playing into that role for people that are, you know, sick in that area? Do you see shifts and changes? Like, what do you see, um, if people are willing, like, do people then approach you about, or do you put people on a nutritional plan um, towards wellness? So in a hospital, it's very acute care versus with my prior practice, it's, you know, I, ha I have more interaction. So in, in the hospital setting, it's, um, how do I say this? So we don't have that much time with each patient. Yes. So I have to try to get as much information from them and provide as much information to them as much as I can in a short amount of time, because then we have to go chart in our patients and we have other patients to see, uh, you know, some patients take longer than others. And, you know, I do have patients that we end up seeing very, very often and they're frequent flyers. Unfortunately, I try to do everything I can to tell mm -hmm. them like, you know what, they you don't want to spend your time in a hospital. Yeah. But then, you know what, there are patients that do come back and they, they have lost weight or they made nutrition changes and, you know, all, all these little different things. So I, I try to do the best I can to reach out to them in different ways. A lot of, a lot of the people in the hospital, they've never had nutrition education before. They don't know. They think that having baked potato chips is better than having regular potato chips, you know, or that, you know, their, their doctor tells them, okay, you have to go on a low cholesterol diet. So they see a product, a food product that says, uh, or like, you know, chips, it says no cholesterol. But the thing is, it never had cholesterol in the first place because the liver produces cholesterol. So you'll find cholesterol in meat products, um, you know, fish, things like this that that bag of potato chips never had cholesterol in the first place. And that's all marketing. So that person thinks that they're doing themselves a favor by eating no cholesterol potato chips, you know, versus. Um, and Hey, just, just as an aside, like I thought that baked potato chips were better than regular potato chips. <laughs> I don't eat them anymore, but, um, but the average person does think that. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because, uh, marketing really plays into a lot of the things. And, and I learned that from you when it says all natural, like, what does that mean on packaging? And what should I really be looking for when I pick up something at the store? Yeah. You know, it's funny because I, when I first started diving into nutrition and getting very, very interested, Pam, I used to go to Whole Foods and ShopRite and Kings and all these grocery stores and just walk up and down the aisles and read every single label. Like I would read the ingredients and read the nutrition facts. If I didn't know what it was, I wrote it down and I went home and I looked it up. And that's pretty much how my journey started. I, I made so many friends with the workers at these grocery stores and they would come to me like, do you need help? You know, what are you doing? <laughs> and I would tell them and I'm like, oh, okay, I don't know. You know, so that's, that's how I got into it. Like what exactly, what is natural flavors? And, you know, fortunately I know because I had, yeah, you know, I, I have clients that are chemists and they, they actually make natural flavors and there's really nothing natural about it. And it's just, it's mind boggling to even think that 
um, a lot of these ingredients are in the foods that we eat. And that's why I, I teach my clients, you know, make sure you read the ingredients because that's going to tell you how good that food product is and how beneficial it's going to be for you. The more processed it is, the less nutrients it's going to naturally have. Yeah. You know, so if, if you look at example of that, um, is the seltzers, you know, so I stopped drinking diet sodas long, long time ago because they weren't, you know, good for you, but a seltzer will, a lemon seltzer will say water <laughs> and natural flavors. And what you said to me is, well, where's the lemon, you know, if, if it's lemon <laughs> water. And, and so that's where that's, you know, that's where really reading things and not going um, and going beyond that natural ingredients. And what, what does that mean? Um, because as soon as we see that, we think, oh, it's wholesome. Um, and it's all marketing tricks, I guess. Yeah. And the thing is like, it, it's, you know, even like gums and artificial sugars and sweeteners and food colorings, and all these things, you know, consuming all these, you know, chemicals, over and over and over again, all day, every day, you can't expect your body to run well. You know, you can't expect to reach your weight goals. You know, if you, if you're looking to lose weight, you can't expect to see the results. If the quality of the foods that you're eating, like, yeah, it might look flashy, like, Oh, 50 calories and you know, no sugar. And, but the thing is, how does it taste so great? If there's no sugar and, you know, super low calorie, you know, so you have to look at the product as a whole and, you know, read the ingredients. If that passes your test, look at the nutrition facts, because honestly, if you, if you eat a diet based on whole foods where your dishes are full of protein, fiber from vegetables, fruits, whole grains, um, healthy fats, make sure you get plenty of leafy greens in there. If you do all of that, then you'll notice, like, you know, you'll listen to your internal cues and be like, oh, you know, I actually don't need all this other, other stuff. I don't need to do all the snacky stuff. I'm so satisfied. What would you say that's very typical to, um, to women who count calories um, is that they're so boxed in by the calorie count, like, and trying to stay under, like you were saying, like a thousand calories. I have found that eating this, this cleaner, healthier way with you um, is that I have a hard time sometimes reaching the calorie count because real food doesn't, you know, like greens and things like that don't have, you know, and I'm not putting dressings and all that goopy stuff on my food anymore. Um, the calorie count, it's hard almost sometimes to, to fill it, I think, um, you know, to meet that goal of 1300 or, you know, whatever, um, I have for the day. Yeah. Your, your body is so great at telling you what it needs. And the thing is, you know, a lot of people tend to overeat, overindulge and, um, whatever it may be, it's because their body isn't getting the nutrients that it needs. So you might eat a meal and then, you know, you might still feel hungry. Well, what was that meal consisting of? You know, did you get adequate amounts of protein in it? Did you get your healthy fats in there? Is it, you know, nutrient dense where you get your vitamins and minerals and all these nutrients from, you know, your vegetables, fruits, whole grains, whatever is on your dish. Because if you're lacking those things, of course you're going to be hungry. That's your body's cue of telling you, Hey, feed me. I'm missing these things. And if you want me to run well, 
like the car outside that you're driving, then you have to feed me exactly what I need. Well, here, why don't we do this? Um, I'm going to tell you what I had for breakfast. Yeah. And I'm going to, maybe you can tell me what you've had so far today. And I do want you to know that it's, it's 1042 in the morning. I ate hours ago and I am not hungry. I am completely satisfied right now. Like it's not even on my mind and I'm going to tell you what I had. So, um, I had, uh, one egg and one egg white fried. Um, I had sauteed spinach. Um, I had a tablespoon of hummus, um, and that beet hummus, because I saw that you had it. I saw something so for you with your, and I, <laughs> I sprinkled a little bit of hemp seeds on top. And I had um, leftover vegetables from dinner last night. I had some asparagus and a couple of Brussels sprouts. Um, and I think that's all that was in there. But there's something about, for me personally, having warm eggs, it's so savory. And you were saying that eggs are a whole protein, like a true protein, um, that I, I, won't be hungry for a while. And I, and I feel very satisfied where before I would be kind of rooting around, picking at things, looking because I wasn't satisfied. Um, so I, does that, does my meal sound like it was okay? Was it missing anything? Would you have added anything, taken anything away? No, I think that it's incredible. I would have added maybe a little bit more protein, but you know, cause that's something that we've-, like we've one, more, one more egg white. Previously. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And no, I think that's great because you hit the protein, the healthy fats, right? You added your egg yellow, which has plenty of healthy fats in there and actually does not affect cholesterol levels. No matter what doctors say, like stay away from eggs, it's been debunked. times. So you have your protein, you have your healthy fats, you have your fiber, you added all of those super nutrient dense vegetables in there. And you have a wonderful source of omega-3s from the hemp seeds, which omega-3s are really important for helping to reduce inflammation. It's great for your cardiovascular system and, um, and your hormones and the health of your brain too. Yeah, that was, I, yeah, that's a really, really, really amazing. Well, and the it's other actually pretty similar to mine. Oh, good. And the, the other thing that I didn't mention that I used was um, I used uh, avocado oil spray to cook the eggs. Um, and you say to use that because of the high burn temperature. Is that correct? Yes. So for cooking, so with olive oil, it breaks at temperatures above 325. So you might notice it starts to burn that, you know, it's becoming um, carcinogenic. So that, that chemical structure is actually changing. And, you know, in um, Mediterranean countries, they get away with it because they cook at lower temperatures for a longer amount of time. Okay. And they take more time with cooking. Whereas here in America, it's like, okay, got to do it now because I have this, this, and this, and this to do. So avocado oil is great because it burns at, um, you can cook at higher temperatures, but also I like using sprays because you, you use less um, fat and calories from the spray, you, you know, covers more space. But because I prefer that my clients eat their healthy fats, versus getting them from oils. Yeah. If that makes sense. So yeah. I prefer like get the seeds in, get the nuts in, you know, avocado, all of the, you know, get you know, fatty fish. And I get that way versus the avocado oils. with that mix, but I, I think I was out of them this morning. Um, so tell me what you had today. So I had three eggs. I fried mine as well. And 
I sauteed, I had the same thing yesterday too. I sauteed uh, two big handfuls of arugula, had some sliced tomato. I sprinkled some salt and pepper on the tomato with hemp seeds mm -hmm. and uh, some leftover guac on the side. And I had these little baby cucumbers. So I sliced oh. that up and I had that with, with hummus as well. Yeah. And so how do you feel right now in your body? Oh, I love it. I have a, um, let's see, I took Jen Birnbaum's 8 a.m. bar class. So we had it after that. And yeah, I'm so satisfied. And you know, I, I love eggs first thing in the morning because it, um, it's actually one of the most bioavailable forms of protein. Yeah. Like your body absorbs like 90% you know, of the protein from the eggs versus other sources of protein. That's why it's, it's so satiating and it's so filling. And actually the, the egg yellow is so nutrient dense. It's so great for your hormones too. Mm -hmm. um, so I always love to incorporate that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people are scared of, of the fats. Your body needs fats in order to run well. You can't burn fat without eating fat either. Mm -hmm. And plus it leads to so many deficiencies if you don't get the healthy fats in your diet. Like if, you know, vitamins A, D, E, and K, if you don't eat your healthy fats, you're going to be deficient in those four vitamins and they're essential. So you can be very skinny and very nutrient deficient. Is, is oh, like I see it all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, and I mean, I, I see women who look like that. I feel like I, their skin look, you can tell them they're, I don't know. Um, so the reason I asked you what you were eating and we ate something very similar is because it, that it was all stuff that I have. Um, and the other thing that I think is really important is that I roast vegetables a lot, um, on a cookie sheet with parchment paper so that my food doesn't touch the metal. Um, but having those leftovers in the refrigerator the next day when I go to make breakfast or lunch um, or even dinner the next night, I can kind of mix them all in. So I don't feel like I'm always chopping things or always cooking. And, and well, and you know, I mean, there's, there's so many convenient um, things that we can pick up frozen. Um, you know, you're, you're big on frozen veggies at like Costco and yeah. I, yeah. Costco is I think Costco is so fun. It's one of my most favorite places to like my, one of my most favorite places to go. And I love food shopping. It's one of my most favorite activities. And, and they just pause you for one second to say that you do have a video of yourself on your YouTube, um, on Viva Total Health, uh, YouTube shopping at Costco. And it was really helpful for me because I'm just getting into shopping at Costco. I, I joined, you know, I guess over the summer and, um, and I would have thought that it was very overwhelming to find the things that you're talking about, but watching your video and printing out the things that you shopped for and then going to the store was really, really helpful. I'm not feeling so overwhelmed if you're not used to doing that. So, um, oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. So go ahead and um, yeah. tell us about your well, shopping. Uh, well, I mean, that, that's one of the reasons why I did that video. So people are aware, like these healthy options are out there. It's just knowing and being aware that they are there because it's so easy to overlook these things, you know? So Costco you know. seems to have more of them. I mean, we're not doing a commercial for Costco, but they <laughs> surprisingly, I, until, you know, until we talked about it or you encouraged me to go there, um, I didn't know that they had so many, you know, so many options there. Um, Actually Costco is the biggest distributor of organic food products. Yeah. 
and yeah. I didn't. And I, yeah, and I love that they support it, and also it's it's feasible. It's it's affordable. You know, going to going to Whole Foods, it's very expensive. You know, so going to Costco, you get a bulk amount of food. It's actually cheaper. Yeah, and I love that. And I always stock up on all the the frozen stuff. The frozen stuff is good for you. You know, a lot of times it can be more nutrient dense and getting the fresh because of transit time. Yeah. You know, and that's a really important. Work. Say that again, because that's really important too. Um, and something I learned from you is that say that again. So the frozen food sometimes is more nutrient dense because of the, did you say that? The transit time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from, so if you think about from when it was the, the vegetables or fruits, from when they were picked, they're flash frozen and, you know, sent to the freezer. Yeah. Whereas your fresh produce, they were picked weeks and weeks and weeks ago. And actually, um, I worked with a client who is, um, who has a company out in the wa- on the water in Jersey City. And his job is to pick up all this fresh produce that comes in from other countries and brings it to a warehouse. And in these trucks and in the warehouse, there's this gas that is emitted to help keep these, um, uh, he was doing apples to keep these apples fresh. And he's like, Al, when you go to the grocery store, I guarantee you those apples that you're buying are the ones that were, you know, shipped in from my company that was sent to the warehouse and they were picked a year ago. Wow. And they put some kind of like, I know what you're talking about. I feel like it starts with an L, the name <laughs> The word. Uh, well, I know, I know it's like, yeah. I think he said ethylene gas or okay. uh, I, I'm not a biochem major, but um, yeah, I was so fascinated by that. And you know, you, if, if you think about it, it has to be that way. There's so many people that we have to feed, but also you just being aware of where your food's coming from and the quality of your food. And, you know, that's why I always say wash your fruits and vegetables, not just with water. You have to use vegetable wash or what I do is I get a spray bottle and I fill it halfway with white vinegar and water. And that's so much cheaper of a solution to use to wash your fruits and vegetables because of all these chemicals that are sprayed on our produce. Even if you get organic produce, there's still all these pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, and guess what? You're consuming all that. And also people touching in, you know, all these things. You want to make sure that you thoroughly wash these things so you're, you, you don't, uh, or you can help control the amount of chemicals that you're ingesting because guess what these chemicals lead to? They're mm-hmm. endocrine disruptors and your endocrine system, which is you know, made up of all of your hormones, if that doesn't function well, you can't function well. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite new things that, that we've been eating um, and we eat all the time, I mean, almost daily or some type of squash. Um, and a lot of times I'll buy organic, but I come home and I scrub it because we eat the skin. I just chop everything up and just put it on a cookie sheet and roast it and with everything bagel and, <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and uh, so, so that's really important to mention to, to really wash that stuff well. Um, oh, yeah. So going back to, um, to what I've eaten today so far and, um, and looking ahead to the rest of my day. Um, so when we hang up, it'll be, you know, 11 something and, and um, I will probably have a, a protein shake for lunch. 
um, that will get me, you know, probably till late in the day, I'm going to one of my sons has a cross country meet and we'll probably fly in for dinner late. So we'll probably have like salmon and roasted vegetables for dinner, but I'll probably have a protein shake you know, for the, for the rest of the bulk of my day, which is also very satisfying and filling. Um, what will the rest of your day look like food wise? That's, that's so funny. We're mostly on the same page today. Okay. I'm probably going to do the same thing. I'll have my cachava shake and I add all my seeds in there, my hemp seeds, ground flax, uh, chia seeds. I add cinnamon in there. Um, and I just add Tell water. Tell us why you yeah. add <laughs> So cinnamon helps to stabilize your blood sugar because you know, your blood sugar is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're trying to lose weight, you have to make sure, or even maintain healthy weight, you have to make sure that your blood sugar um, you know, remains in a healthy range. But also if you have these blood sugar spikes, you're going to be hungry and crave throughout the rest of your day. So that's why it's important to get the protein, the healthy fats and the fiber in your foods that helps to maintain blood sugar levels. But also cinnamon um, will help rev up your metabolism and, and it'll help support fat burn. Okay, so do you put fruit in your, in your shake or do you, um, it's basically the seeds, the um, cinnamon, cacao um, powder, the protein and some water or, or almond milk or I, I usually use water personally, but. Yeah. 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 I like to use water because I find it to be so flavorful already. Yeah. So I don't really need to add anything else. Um, but like, sometimes I'll add a frozen banana. Sometimes I'll add blueberries and raspberries. I was doing that a lot over the summer down here. Um, I don't have any uh, fresh berries with me right now in the fridge. I usually get them frozen. I usually, I find that it's really hard to get um, fresh berries down here in Key West. Um, but yeah, usually when I go to Costco, I'll buy a big thing of bananas and I'll wait for them to ripen and then I'll peel them, put them in a plastic bag to freeze. I usually use those for, for smoothies too. Or sometimes I just have it as is. It really, you know what? I, I listen to my body cues. Like, what am I looking for? If I need a little something extra because I had a hard workout, then I'm going to give my body extra. Because yeah. if, you don't, if you don't feed your body what it needs, guess what? It's, you're going to feel it later and your body's going to tell you, I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. And you're going to be ravenous and you're going to eat more than, than you really want to when it comes down to it at dinner or even snack after dinner. So since you're away, mm-hmm. you're probably eating out and that scares a lot of people who are trying to watch for their weight or, you know, I know I felt that way early on. I was like, Oh my gosh, if we go out to eat, I don't know what to get. And you've been great about that too, because you know, you'll graciously look at the menu for me in advance online <laughs> and, and say, well, these are some good options. Um, and I know I, f- I felt like a little kid doing that, but it w- but it's, it's very helpful. So what, what would you say um, are your go-to things if you go out? Like I know you avoid sauces and things like that um, or get them on the side. Um, so if you were going to go out to dinner tonight to like a seafood restaurant, like what would you, what would you be ordering? Because you always look like you have plenty, like more food than than you could possibly fit in your little body. (laughs) (laughs) I have a a quick metabolism. Um, So actually, my metabolism isn't that quick anymore. I just make make sure that I give my body what it needs. Yeah. But I make sure. So even though, uh, well, I make, I want to pick my protein. I always start with like a salad. You know, I always ask for dressing on the side because the dressings are full of, you know, uh, oils that are pro-inflammatory, like vegetable oils, canola oils. I, I don't consume any of that. 
Um, I usually ask for maybe like a balsamic vinegar on the side, or, you know, if you dress up your salad well with all different kinds of vegetables and, um, you know, you can add fruit to it as well. I find that I don't even need dressings. Like you don't need dressings anymore either because all these foods are so flavorful on their own that, you know, you don't need all, all that extra. So you, you can save that way. And then my dish, I always look for a protein source. You know, I don't, I, I don't eat meat personally. And um, so I look for whatever fish, you know, I find that is enticing to me. And all restaurants have vegetables, you know. So if you look at the sides on the menu and it says, you know, mashed potatoes, French fries, da, 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 da. but in the other meals, it shows asparagus, spinach, uh, broccoli, whatever it may be. Sometimes I'll create my own meal, but you know, um, I just make sure that I have you know, the, the protein in there and I load it more than half your plate should be vegetables. Yeah. You know, so that's what I also look for as well. So I went out to dinner, um, over the weekend, we were away in Vermont and I had salmon and it came with on the menu, it said mashed potatoes and asparagus. And I was like, Oh, salmon, perfect. Asparagus, perfect. And when the waitress came over, I mean, you can exactly what you just said is that I saw vegetables on other items as sides. And, and so she was able to accommodate me. I had a bunch of sauteed, like, you know, fall vegetables with the asparagus and the salmon. And it was, it, I felt completely full. It was delicious. I didn't need mashed potatoes. I mean, I, that's just not even appealing to me anymore, but, um, but you can order sort of a la carte. Most places will let you do that. So I just wanted to, to name that. And really we've gone through like a whole day of eating. It's, it's all yummy food. It's all very satisfying. We've talked a lot about that. We both feel that way. And, um, and going out isn't as scary as you would think it is if you're, if you're trying to eat, you just kind of have to plan in advance. And, and a lot of these restaurants, like we mentioned, have menus that you can look at ahead of time. You know, you don't have to be surprised when you sit down and think, oh, there's nothing here for me to eat. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I get every day, like maybe 10 to 15 text messages a day about what, what do you think about this menu? This menu, what do you think I should get? And you know, it's fun for me because a lot of times I'm like, ooh, that sounds really good. I'm going to go there, <laughs> you know? But, um, and eating out can be scary when you're trying to make these lifestyle changes. And I'm here to help support you and know, like, don't miss out on these fun experiences with your family and your friends. Do all that because these experiences are so important. Never pull yourself away from having fun. Yes. And being with people and, you know, be part of all that. And you can still do all that and make great choices at the same time without leaving that, that situation or experience thinking, oh, I just totally ruined my whole day because I ate da 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 yeah. And I'm also, what I'm hearing too, is that this way of life, because it is a way of life, it's not a diet, it's just a way of life, um, and it's not restrictive in any way. Um, and I, I have not found it restrictive at all. So um, I just think that that's important to point out. And I also just wanted to mention again that you have a YouTube channel. Um, if you want to plug that a little bit and you on there, you have cooking videos and um, 
you have your, you know, a day in the life of, and you have a day in the life of, if people want to see you working at the hospital, they don't see you with patients, but you know, you show at snacks and break times and when, what you're eating. And, and I think that that those, I really watched a lot of that in early on. And I still do because I follow you on social media. Um, but there's great recipe ideas and, um, and even on your website, one of the things that I think is really generous of you is um, you have lists of your favorite picks of foods. So what, you know, so I don't have to go to King's supermarket and sit on the floor and read the backs of the labels. I can actually go on your website. I can find a protein bar that, that I could have on the go and I can click on the link and it'll take me right to Amazon and it'll be at my house like tomorrow. Um, so that's the generous part is that you have, you've really done a lot of that work for everyone. Um, so anybody who's listening, they, they can listen. So uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit more about your YouTube channel. Yeah. So it's funny. It, that was a quarantine thing that, that came up. So I have this amazing intern, which I told her, you know, when she graduates and becomes an RD, she totally um, hired, but she, she's my, my go-to person. And she, during this whole quarantine, she called me one day was like, Hey, we need to make a YouTube channel. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I'm totally not, you know, that kind of person. She said, no, we need to start doing cooking videos and take advantage of this time. And people are going to love it because they ask you for recipes or they don't know how to do something. They don't know how to make it or, or cut and prep or whatever it may be. Let's offer that. And yeah, we totally ran with it. Wasn't so sure. I mean, looking back at our first videos, we're like, oh my gosh, can we redo it? <laughs> we don't like no, it. I feel that way too. <laughs> like we grow as we do. You have to do yeah. something in order to get good at it. So yeah, um, but it, it became a really fun experience and it actually helped to teach me how to communicate mm -hmm. towards others in a way that they can actually understand it better because, you know, um, so my cameraman, my fiance, he's like, find a way to better say that because even me, I know what you're talking about, but if it was me for the first time, I, it would be hard for me to comprehend what you just said. So, and also, and we also wanted to offer nutrition education as, um, as a part of each one of our videos. So people understand why, why should I incorporate these foods into my diet? Well, Know, here are the reasons why. And I feel like if you know why, it's going to be more enticing for you to make the change. And that's another, that's a really, really important piece for nutrition education because there's so much false information out there. Over 80% of what we see or hear, it's false regarding nutrition, you know, whether it, it comes from people who are not qualified or people who just like, you know, from experience or whatever, or they, they read it themselves and then they're translating the information in a different manner. So our job as dietitians is to debunk all that false information and provide that for, for individuals out there. So, you know, you can, you can reap the benefits of yeah. why you should make these changes and how mm -hmm. to do it in a way that's simple. That is so important that you said that because not only are you doing cooking videos, but you're educating people. So it's an education about the nutrition and you do stop and tell, you know, why you're putting the chia seeds in in your cachava shake um, when you're making it. And so that, that's a really important um, thing to mention because uh, you're educating people. But I would also um, layer on there that I'm a visual learner and it was really helpful for me to 
see you cooking the food, see what it looked, how it should look. And I think that a lot of people could relate to that. And even the shopping and even seeing you walk through your day, a typical day in your life, um, it's helpful for people to visually see what the food should look like, what the shake consistency is, um, what are some of the options? Like, you know, the original recipe that I had, you know, I sometimes add like peanut butter powder to it just to mix it up. And um, so there are ways that we don't have to get stuck in, in, in making things one way. And I think you do a great job of, of, uh, of doing that. So that's been a really yeah. helpful layer to, to working with you is to having all of these um, other options um, for shopping and for, you know, this visual learning. Um, so, yeah, well, we, we all learn differently and, you know, I find that I'm a very visual learner and I also learn from repetition. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's why when I, when I work with, with individuals, it's one, it's very personal, but two, I tend to, you know, I offer a lot of repetition and I remind, 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 but also, you know, whatever the individual needs. I'm going to provide them the best way that I can. And there's a lot of communication involved. So, you know, because, you know, I, as best as I can, I, I can't read minds. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I always, you know, however, which way I can, I can help, whether it's, you know, I do a lot of zooming. So, you know, if, if the client needs yeah. you know, a video to visually see it, I'm going to, to offer that. Mm -hmm. So, and here's one other thing that I would that I would mention that I think is of such value is that we don't need to do things alone. Um, we don't have to figure out things by ourselves. There are experts out there. There are enthusiastic people like you who are willing to journey with us. Um, and I mean that like even for my own life, um, you know, I, I teach spiritual practices, but I have a spiritual advisor that um, this woman who's you know, almost 90 years old, she's unbelievable. And um, I've been doing these spiritual exercises with her where for seven days, I do this thing when I get up every morning, I'm doing this reading and I'm journaling. And then I meet with her once a week on Zoom. And, <clears throat> and we talk about, um, you know, what I wrote and, and what the movements were in my life. And the experience would have been great, but doing it with her has made it so rich and I've grown so much in my spirituality. I mean, it's just spirituality. It's just, you know, you go deeper and deeper and it's like an onion. You're just always growing. And I'm sure you find that with nutrition, but I apply that same principle of the experience that I'm having with my spiritual advisor, with my experience with you, is that it's sort of been like that onion and peeling back and you're the expert. Like I'm, I'm good at what I do. You're good at what you do. Every, you know, everybody has these different gifts. So it's not, you know, and perhaps maybe people feel like there's a vulnerability in asking someone for help. Like, oh, I can't figure this out or I've let myself go or, um, or I'm just curious and to not let that stop you because I think that there are people like you who are so passionate about what they do and so good at it and, um, you're so willing to share your gifts if people are willing to show up and do the work. And that would be the invitation is don't be afraid to reach out and ask. You don't have to figure it out on your own. Um, and, and I think that my willingness to do that with you opened up the door to help my family, you know, eat better. And it helped me eat better. It helped. And, and I'm constantly still learning things. 
And I'm very open to that too. Um, and I think that that's very important in any kind of growth in any area of our life, that if we are open to, um, you know, the helpers, the teachers, you know, that, that we can grow, you know, in endless ways in all aspects of our life, that whole picture of, you know, my interior spirituality, my, you know, how I'm treating my body, you know, how I'm exercising. I have somebody that I work out with. I mean, I have all different types of people in my life that bless it to make it, you know, sort of this, I'm doing the best I can to make my life as whole as it, as I, as I can. Um, and you've been a big part of that. So I thank you for that. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh my gosh. That was so sweet. Thank you. Thank you. But yes, I 100% agree. Nu- nutrition is because it's very personal and there's a lot of vulnerability involved. There but, is. You know, I always say like, I'm on your team. I want you to be successful. Do not be nervous with me. Yeah. And of course, everything is 100% confidential. I want you to feel comfortable but just know I'm here to help you succeed. I'm not here to, to judge you. And I started you or... out saying, Allison, at the beginning, the, the thing that you did that I loved was that you don't ever critique me, you know, and you probably learned this from your parents because I think it's one of your graceful gifts. And I always say you, the strong women um, have, must have had strong moms in their lives or mother teachers, you know, not whether it's your real mom or, um, and that you never made me feel silly or bad about myself. You just, in a positive way, said, oh, that's perfect. That looks great. Or you were enthusiastic. How about if you add this? And so I loved that graceful way that you um, made it even better, but didn't, didn't bring that shame piece or that criticism or that making me feel less than. I mean, not that you would ever do that, but, um, but I do think that there's a lot of that feeling around, around eating. And that habits can be broken. I chewed gum for I don't know how long. And I, stopped. I can't believe I even chewed gum. It's so funny that you don't realize that. And that's why it's, I, and that actually made me think of this, this piece of the conversation is that journeying with somebody else, they point things out to you. Cause I was like, well, what's wrong with chewing gum? Mm-hmm. Why is chewing gum bad? It just, I don't know. It's just a habit. I've just done it for so long. But what I didn't know is that the chewing gum was telling my stomach that food was coming. Mm-hmm. Never yeah. So you're, yeah. Well, your digestive enzymes are starting to go, but also the ingredients in gum. Yes. You know, the artificial sugars and sweeteners and, you know, um, all, all the, the food colorings, all these things are pro-inflammatory. You know, it's so funny. I had, um, I had a client that I had just started with and we made one change. And that was her to stop chewing gum. And she's like, Allison, I lost five pounds in one week. And that's all I changed so far. From she was like so case. busy trying, just from chewing, just not chewing gum. She was, she's a super busy lawyer and she was traveling to China and back. And I was like, yeah. okay, I know that you're stressed and you have a lot going on. Let's just work on one thing. Let's just not chew gum. And she said it was so hard the first few days. And then like, she like totally forgot about it. And yeah, she's like, Al, I just made that one change. I lost five pounds. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, and you know what's funny for me is I noticed that I missed chewing gum. It has come completely gone away now because it's been probably like five or six months, but um, I missed it in the car. I didn't realize how often, as soon as I got in the car, started the car to go on a, on a drive and I drive back and forth between Pennsylvania constantly is that I would chew gum the whole way. I didn't even, you don't realize the habits you have until someone else sort of highlights them for you. Mm-hmm. And you, you were like, you have to stop. And I was like, 
really? Okay. And, and, and that was it. And I never looked back and I had not had one piece. So I'm yeah, <laughs> and yeah, a lot of times people chew gum because they're nervous or they're anxious or they're stressed out. But so instead of, you know, trying to hide the fact that you're feeling that, why are you feeling that and get down to the bottom of it? So that's a, that could be another cue to work on. Yeah. And so that's the other piece too, that we didn't get into. Um, and uh, was that you really take care of yourself spiritually too. Um, you know, it's not just about eating. Um, you, I, I see, you know, on your, on your uh, social media that, or if you follow the day in the life of Allison, um, you know, you spend time, you go out into nature, you walk, you, you do yoga. I mean, you're doing all sorts of other things um, in your life, you know, that, that I'm also doing and that are, that are so important to us. So it's really, it's that whole picture. And this is, this is a very big part of it though, I think really big part of it. Cause if you're not engine isn't if running on the right gas, you know, you're going to end up, you know, sick and in the hospital and we don't want that, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Good health is taking care of yourself from all aspects, not just from one dimension. Yeah. It's everything around you. Yeah. So um, in closing, um, I'm just going to, I'm going to read your favorite quote. It's on, it's on your website. I always ask people, I'm a big quote person. I love wise words from great thinkers and throughout time. And I always feel like they, they give, the reason I love them is that they give me pause and kind of make me stop and think for a second. And um, sometimes it can redirect a situation that I'm in and um, and give me new eyes for seeing things. And your advice is from a tree. It says, stand tall and proud, sink your roots into the earth, be content with your natural beauty, go out on a limb, drink plenty of water, think long-term and enjoy the view. Ooh, that just gave me the chills when you read that. <laughs> I love that because it, it really, it, it, it sums up everything that we talked about today. I I'm Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and you have been listening to Talking Joy, talks that help you realize your value while creating authentic connections with others. For more information about our talk today or to get in touch, you can find us at talkingjoy.org. And to keep the encouragement going, you can also follow Talking Joy on Instagram and Facebook. Simple, joyful, fun. Thanks for listening. This is Talking Joy.